Do you want me to do the intro? Yeah, you said you have a joke to start, right? Okay, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everyone, welcome back to the last episode of 2022 of Living Electric. It is hard to believe that we made it through a whole year of recording uh, yes. this podcast. Some breaks in between, but we made it. That's right. This will be so, our last episode recorded in 2022, because this will actually be posted in 2023, right? Yes, yes. So, and do you know what 2023 is hopefully going to bring? What's that? The Cybertruck. <laughs> <laughs> We've we'll been see. talking about it since, uh, did it, 2019 announcement? Is that right? Tw yep, 2019. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like uh, Matchbox and Hot Wheels have made more Cybertrucks than Tesla, so... <laughs> I Yeah, I, yeah. I agree. <laughs> yeah, but that's not me shading Tesla, you know, it's exciting. <laughs> Hopefully they can make it to market this year, we'll see. Right, right, But we'll see. we have an exciting episode, it's somewhat holiday-focused. Yeah, we'll be discussing some of my, my holiday travels, um, since I traveled around a bit more than Brandon does for the holidays, so I got some, <laughs> some more interesting... Uh, trips to talk about for my uh with charging and taking my car and all that stuff and uh we'll also kind of take a look forward into 2023 what we're thinking where the industry's headed where evs are headed all that kind of stuff so get into our our thoughts on that so well, should be I interesting do, I, I do have to jump in and say that i did take one trip but it wasn't okay. quite as far as you did but it was pretty adventurous the car did almost wipe out on ice on the highway oh seriously um, Yes, yes. We we went to get donuts, and it was Christmas Eve, and we <laughs> had to get donuts. Trip. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, our Model Three doesn't have snow tires, but it has you know uh, all seasons. And we were coming up the slight incline, and we saw like these fire trucks in the car had spun out. I'm like, oh, you know, it's like something happened, and all of a sudden the Tesla starts veering towards the fire truck, and I'm like, no, <laughs> no. oh no. We're we were only going like about 15 miles per hour, but the car lost enough traction on the ice where the car was starting to like go up from the back. Like the oh, rear. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I'm like, please do not hit this fire truck. Right. <laughs> <laughs> please. Wow. Yes. Uh, so tell me about your trip. Did you get donuts? <laughs> no, no donuts. Yeah. Um, luckily, we do have snow tires on our car. I got them on kind of early, but it was good since we just had some insane weather in the Midwest. If you've been following the news, like oh we got God. it. Generally, it does not get this cold this early in the year. Usually it's till January where we really get like the, the 10 degree weather here in Ohio. <laughs> so um, that was certainly a shock. But luckily, like the car handled great for all the trips I took. We, uh, we started, we actually have home charging now. So we, we charged up at home before we left. We made the trip over to Indianapolis, uh, just did our normal single charging stop there. Um, stopped in Dayton on the way this time. The, uh, luckily all the chargers were still up and running. It had not dropped completely in temperature yet either. We, we got ahead of the storm a little bit and arrived before it got super cold. Um, but then plugged in at my parents' house, actually. And usually I'll just do the trickle charging, like level one charging out, out of one of the garage outlets there. And we uh, plugged in. We were at my parents' house for like three days. And after like a day and a half, my car not charged at all. Like oh, it was no. that cold out that the level one charger was essentially keeping the battery warm. <laughs> like just to keep it at temperature. Um, I had sentry mode on though, which is like, does drain a decent amount of energy I've realized. So I turned that off and then we started, we started adding some charge after that. So 
that would be my advice if you're you're gonna be trickle charging in really cold weather turn off like any auxiliary stuff in your car because it's gonna it's gonna sip some some power and the cold definitely slows down charging a bit um but luckily got up to got up to temperature and were able to charge the car a bit before we left i think we got up to around like 65 percent ish oh that's good so yeah yeah um Oh, another thing I forgot on the way there, my parents texted me and were like, Hey, make sure your car is charged up before you get here in case our power goes out. So we actually made a pit stop at, uh, at a Meyer on the way, um, on the Northeast side of Indy and, uh, plugged in there. We actually had to get stuff at Meyer anyway, because my parents were missing some, some ingredients for meals we were <laughs> cooking. So it all worked out. Um, but charged up for a little bit, I think got to my parents' house was like 40 ish percent, but you know, over those like two days where it was actually charging, we only added like 20%, which is pretty bad for any kind of charging. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I think we left with around 65 ish, um, and then made the trip home. We just did the one stop in, um, in, uh, Richmond, Indiana. They have a V3 supercharger there. Um, unfortunately a couple of those were out actually. I'm not sure if the connectors oh, were no. frozen or what, but I tried plugging in at one that wouldn't like even latch to recognize the charger. So I'm thinking something was, was broken in there, but we're able to move and get, get plugged into a charger that was working. So that's good. Um, overall, like crowdedness wise, the, uh, the chargers were pretty crowded, like more than I'm used to our stop in Dayton on the way there. I think there were like. It's only an eight stall station. I think we took the last one when we pulled up. So that was almost full. Um, Richmond on the way back, a couple were out, but it was almost full when we stopped there. Um, when we made that pit stop in, uh, in, uh, on the Northeast side, I think it's the Carmel supercharger. When we stopped there, that was full as well. After we got back from getting our groceries, like I think there were only six there, but it was full by the time we came back from the store. <laughs> so like all of these were full. Um, and then we had a family party in Cincinnati a couple days later, and uh, we stopped there at the supercharger before we went to the party. Full station. I think I tweeted about that one that she brought up earlier. Um Full station there. I tried using the EA station that's literally right next door, which was completely empty, which is kind of funny. There was no no cars charging at the EA station, but the Tesla superchargers were full. Um, EA station, I couldn't get activated. I was using my adapter, though, and I know that sometimes those are kind of finicky to use with yeah. any non-Tesla charger. So couldn't get that to work, and luckily somebody was moving by the time I like needed to charge. So <laughs> I was yeah. able to plug in there. Um and then we we stopped at that charger again, actually, before heading home because we were we were getting pretty low. But yeah, a lot of very crowded chargers on the uh, <laughs> uh, throughout all the holiday travel. So oh, it sounds very like interesting. It. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So I, I do have a question because you were going west and the cold front was coming from west to east. Did you when as you were driving, did you notice it get really cold? Like, did um, you, like, like, did that impact your range at all? Yeah, the uh, the Tesla's updated somewhat recently with the new energy like kind of graph that shows you yeah. a lot of cool information. Yeah. I should have tweeted that stuff out too, um, but it really breaks it down. Like, hey, wind from this direction caused you to lose like three percent more than normal. So I don't know the specifics on that. A lot of that is not like make or breaking 
like me making it or not generally yeah. like none of the none of the calculations there are like oh if we don't slow down or if the wind doesn't stop we're not going to be able to make it like it's it's just kind of at you kind of lose or gain a couple percent here or there depending on different factors so that'd be again my my uh a lot of the concerns people have about evs is like oh certain conditions like affected a ton it's like a lot of these are compounded issues for like a couple different things and generally it's not affecting your travel plans necessarily like i would mm -hmm. still have to stop at the supercharger i usually do like i'm still gonna <laughs> i'm still gonna drive the same amount like it's i don't think it, it truly affects things as much as people realize so yeah yeah and I, and I think that's definitely one benefit with like the tesla network versus like other right. networks you know, and I'm not going to get on the on the topic of that for for this episode. We could definitely right. talk about that <laughs> another time. But I mean, like, it just goes to prove that, like, as reliable as Tesla stations are, they can still run into problems, just like similar networks. But right. there's a lot more station or chargers at a station versus some of the other networks. So yeah. you kind of you know balance it out there. But it, it I right. mean, it just as long as you plan accordingly, you should be fine for your holiday travels. Just right. Expect more more travel. You know more. Right. Uh, you know, travelers, more crowds. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because I was looking at that energy chart as well after we drove out to like grab donuts. Yeah, and because I was curious about it, and it said if you if you dropped your speed from I think it was like from seventy to sixty five, even though I wasn't even going seventy because you know there's black ice everywhere. Right, it was like you could save point one percent of range. I'm like, yeah, no, <laughs> no, yeah. I'm not. I'm not that worried to you know drop my speed by five miles per hour to say 0.01%. Right, right. <laughs> so, and I think it's yeah. the same thing. I mean, it's similar in gas cars too. It's like, are you going to drive to be comfortable and like make it yeah. like in the time you're expecting? Or are you going to drive to like get it as a drive as efficiently as possible? I think that you're kind of ba constantly balancing that. But yeah, as I've driven an EV for longer, I think you brought this up before. It's like, you almost are less worried about that, especially driving around town. Cause you're like, I'm driving an EV. It's pretty efficient already. Like I'm not going to worry about like yeah. running out of <laughs> yeah. or like using too much energy just to get to donuts or whatever. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> Exactly. Well, actually I do have a question for you since you have a 2019 model three and you, uh, your vehicle doesn't have a heat pump. Um, and ours, yeah. our 2021 does. I'm curious, what was your experience like? Because both both our mini and model three have heat pumps so i'll tell you mm. about that because it was a very different experience from vehicles yeah i've noticed with the not so much on the like battery end because i pay less and less attention to that anymore um yeah but just in the <laughs> just in the uh like cabin conditioning i guess like the sometimes the the i guess it's a what kind of heater is it it's the resistive heater i think is the alternative <laughs> Sometimes like the Tesla system doesn't work completely right. <laughs> like it's like I'll set it at 80 and then it'll like it'll get really warm and then it'll like cut out and then it'll like get really cold again for some reason. Like it just does Our, not circulate air properly or something yeah. like that. I don't know if you Ours have does that issues. too. Okay. Yeah, like we'll we'll have it set at 75. It's like, oh, it's getting toasty and I'll drop it to like 73 and yeah. it's like everything cuts off and it's right. like <laughs> be consistently. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that that part was kind of interesting. I've noticed that more and more though. Is like I don't think the the like just ceiling in the cabin too isn't the greatest. Like I think that contributes to it. There's a lot of oh, glass yeah. too, which just generally just isn't as uh, isn't as insulating. I don't think like just lets a lot of <laughs> a lot of uh, cold in. So 
I think that contributes to it a little bit, but yeah, could definitely have been done a little bit better. I think after owning the car for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, after finally getting a chance to experience the, like the heat pump and like negative degree temperatures, like it's still, the car did very well efficient wise. Like, you know, even at like 90% state of charge, we were still seeing an estimated over 300 miles, which was really cool. I mean, but we weren't driving on the highway. So, mm. you know, that was still estimating, you know, city driving. Um, but it worked really well. Like within 10 minutes, it went from five degrees in the interior to 80 degrees. Like it like heated really? up so, so quickly. Wow. But the Mini has a heat pump too. And the only... It was weird because the vehicles weren't plugged in. You know, we left the vehicles in the garage, so they both started with very cold batteries. Yeah. And um, we took the Mini to get dinner on Friday night when it was really cold. And it did not heat up at all, like, for the 10-minute drive, 15-minute drive to get dinner. We had to leave the car running when we grabbed dinner. And when we got back in the car, it was heated up. Um, wow. Which was very weird. Um, yeah. But I'm sure that's just because the car was, you know, super cold. But the, the only thing is... I cannot get over how loud the Tesla fans are versus the <laughs> Mini Cooper. Really? Like we we went to Home Depot recently before like this like weird heat up, and uh, the car literally is gathering so much attention from people because it sounded like a freaking vacuum driving through right. the parking lot. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's not an engine, I swear. <laughs> no, no, everyone's like, "What is happening?" And the Mini Cooper's like, you know, silently yeah. chilling. Like that's funny. It's so weird. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I was just curious about your experience with that. I'm glad that it like it's still you know heated up and still worked well. Right, right, yeah, very, yeah. very, uh, very interesting. I think I I kind of foreshadowed it on our our previous podcast about the full chargers. How like these busy weekends are really what the charging network needs to be prepared for. It's not necessarily random weekends. It's like these few weekends a year when all of America is traveling. Like <laughs> chargers yep. got to be up and running. They've got to be working. Like that's really going to be a key moving forward. So, Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uptime is key. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I also saw, I don't know if you want to get into this. I saw you lost power and also had to drive to a, a fast charger yeah. to charge your car. Was that out of necessity or was that just because you could? Yeah. So, okay. So I do want to tie it back into what we were talking about with like the cold <laughs> weather. Yeah. We actually planned ahead because we knew that like the cold temperature and like the bad winter storm was going to hit us pretty bad. I think we got about like six to 10 inches of snow oh, and 60 mile per hour winds. Like it was, it was pretty rough up here, but what was, what was fortunately didn't happen is we didn't lose power during that. But we had told our neighbor that like the cars are charged 100%, you know, the last a very long time with like, you know, just like the heat running and not moving. Right. Let's watch Netflix in the Model 3 if like power goes out. So fortunately that didn't happen. But <laughs> yesterday we had a um, 60, 60 year old plus maple, or I think it was an oak tree. It was huge. Fall and take out two telephone poles or, you know, like, yeah, utility power, poles. Power utility poles, yeah. Yeah. And it wiped out power for 14 hours. And oh. uh, yeah. It was How many horrible. houses? Because you like you have a decent amount of houses it, in that area too, right? It impacted a hundred homes. Oh, like, that's yeah. awful. Yeah, and um, I'm not going to get into it because I don't really know the neighbors. They're brand new to the, like the area. Oh, but I'm of like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, of course it happened in their backyard because oh. like it, it it damaged the garage behind their home, like their neighbor's home behind them, as well as like it took out one of their fences. So like it, oh, it was geez. huge. I, did I send you the photos? I saw it on photos. Facebook. I think. Oh, okay. It looks awful. Yeah. yeah. It was horrible. So 
And what sucked is it happened at 1.30 in the morning, so the utility didn't <laughs> get there course. until... They got there at 7.30, waited an hour and a half to start doing anything because they were waiting for people to, like, wake up. And then they started doing stuff. So we lost all of our food, you know, like everything. And um, what this taught me is that we need to be more energy independent. So we're looking into solar and battery backup. Um, That's something we're planning. But to get back to your original question about charging (laughs) our car, we we had to get breakfast anyways because our stove wasn't working. So, um, and we were down to like, I think like 55%. I'm like, eh, you know, we don't know how long this is going to be. Let's just go eat breakfast at the, uh, EVgo charger. Right. So that's, that's what we did. You know, gotcha. the cars, the mini was already at a hundred. The Tesla was the only one that wasn't. So, okay. gotcha. yeah, yeah. So less but of an issue know. than, <laughs> than <Yeah>. probably <laughs> you would think. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I think, thankfully it's like 55, 60 degrees up here right now, which is like such a massive swing from what it was like four yeah. or five days ago. Right. But, um, I'm just glad it happened when it's warmer versus when it was like negative 30 with the wind chill. So, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not fun. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the fun. <laughs> right. But anyways, so 2023 is looking like it could be a year. <laughs> right. It can only go up from here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We've been saying that for three years now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to 2023. I think 2022 was such a pivotal year for EVs, not mm-hmm. only on the vehicle side, also the charging side. I think both of us have seen it kind of in the... Uh, on the industry side which has been cool you kind of get a peek behind the curtain of what's going on and what companies are planning the money invested like all of that stuff is just really cool to see um but i'm i'm curious your thoughts like what do you think will be some trends of uh 2023 on the the ev side of things Hmm. either charging Um, or vehicle side i really hope uh better data (laughs) from the the networks um i'll just say that no um I, I think what we're going to start seeing, and I'll start with vehicles, is I think that we're going to start seeing more 800 volt architecture, like architecture mm-hmm. batteries, or you know, batteries with 800 volt architecture, so they can start taking more advantage of faster charging, even at lower powered, you know, fast chargers, um, to to keep consistent rates of charge. I really think that we're going to start seeing more manufacturers introduce that. I'm not exactly sure why we're not seeing more, especially as like Hyundai and Kia has have introduced amazing products at like good yeah. prices with yep. that technology right um so i really think we're going to start seeing more implementations of that um i really hope and this goes against everything that i talked about a few weeks ago <laughs> i really hope that more manufacturers implement you know the nacs uh connector mm. the you know the new the new standard that tesla just recently announced back in november yeah um, that'll be interesting <laughs> yes yes really hope and um I don't know. I mean, like, I, I hope that we start seeing different body style of vehicles and not just crossovers and like SUVs. Yeah. I really hope that we start seeing some coupes, some electric roadsters, you know, well, maybe actually the Tesla Roadster, maybe that <laughs> will actually be out this year, right. but you know, some like electric convertibles. And um, I don't, I mean, I just really hope that we start seeing some more exciting products like 2022 introduced a plethora of exciting products. But um, I'm just excited to see where the industry goes vehicle-wise. Right. What about on the charging side? Anything you're, uh, you're looking yeah. forward to seeing? <laughs> Besides I, so... NACS, I guess. <laughs> um, 
Well, I say NECS because I really think that that would help with reliability. <laughs> I think that that would probably fair. help increase that. Yeah. Um, but um, I, I just, I hope that we start seeing from an infrastructure side, I hope that we start seeing more rollout of charging stations in some more of like the dead zones of the United States um, mm -hmm. where EVs can make it if you're driving a Tesla, for example, but like there might be some more dead areas for non-Tesla vehicles for them right. to have the ability to do that, to do those yep. road trips. Um, I definitely think that we're going to start seeing 500, 600, 700 kilowatt stations. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if like a company announces that this year. Um, I know Neo just recently announced that for China, a 500 kilowatt station. Jeez. Um, yeah, yeah. So I kind of have a feeling that we're going to start seeing those. Um, and the one trend I think we're probably going to start seeing is level two charging maxing out at about 19.2 kilowatts, um, which not a lot of, you know, there's not a lot of vehicles on the road that can handle that. But I have a right. feeling that we're going to start seeing more and more high powered level two public chargers um, being installed. Yeah. I just have this feeling. <laughs> you just have, what's your, what's your, uh, I just justification or like thoughts behind yeah. that? Well, so uh, Porsche just recently announced that like the uh, the Taycan like and like some of their future EVs can now will be able to handle like 19.2 kilowatt level like AC charging. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, Lucid can handle that. The Cadillac Lyric, the Hummer, you know, I, I just think that we're going to start seeing more vehicles handle that type of level two charging. Obviously, that's probably going to be the more expensive vehicles, um, right. but we're already starting to see where the, um, you know, like the more affordable vehicles can charge at 11 kilowatts, like the mm. Bolt EV and the EUV, you know, for 2023, um, you know, ID4 can charge at 11 kilowatts. So I just kind of see, I think we're going to start seeing that, um, that base AC charging start increasing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 19.2 is like the, the technical, I guess not necessarily the technical max, but it's kind of like it's the maximum that they'll probably put in. Like they probably won't go above 19.2 on the, like the AC side. Yeah. <laughs> I forget. I won't get on all the math on it, but there's like yeah. basically beyond that, like you're looking at DC charging for efficiency and stuff. So, um, but yeah, that's interesting. I, I hadn't thought about that too much, but you are right. Like more vehicles are starting to add the, uh, <laughs> add higher powered onboard chargers so they can get up to those higher speeds. Yeah. Um, or is is charge chargeway going to add in like some point ones or something for AC charging? You can do like <laughs> like two point one or two point two. Well, we're probably still going to keep the the you know the different tiers of numbers yeah. only because that really handles the entire spectrum of like level two charging. I, I think the biggest thing is is that like most people are going to be so focused on time versus mm. kilowatts, and you yeah. know with chargeway you have our our char uh, timer so you can like estimate like how long. And you can go through the different power levels. So even right. if you have like a 7.2 kilowatt station or a 19.2, you can select your power and see how that right, know, right. changes the time for you. So yeah, because yeah. it still depends on the vehicle at the end of the day. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. yes, yep. Um, so yeah, interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I know that was like a very quick, that's what I'm thinking for 2023, but that's no. my, my <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah, from my end, I'm thinking on the vehicle side, I agree with you. I think we're going to see more vehicle styles announced. Um, I think 2022, we saw a lot of uh, trucks really were the focus, I think, mm -hmm. for announcements. 
Um, I still think that's going to be a focus moving forward. Like you said, at the top of the episode, I, I hope like, you know, the Cybertruck gets start rolling out, like the Chevy Silverado EV is rolling out, is going to hopefully be rolling out. Like there's a lot of kind of trucks, I think that'll be, will kind of set the next couple of years of like the new, new EVs coming out. Whereas initially it was more, you know, sedans that were being the focus and crossovers, um, but yeah, I agree. Like both you and Tyler and and I have all said, like we need a we need a fun like two door coupe nice. electric car. Yeah. Like yeah, <laughs> like I think your mini might be the closest to, yeah. <laughs> to that that's it, out it there is. right now. Yeah, it um, is. I I feel like I'm trying to like rack my brain around like what two door EVs are out there, and all I could think of is the mini and the Remac, which are like obviously very different. Right. You yeah. know, in terms of price point. Yeah. Or like the original Tesla Roadster wasn't oh, that a two door, but yeah. like you can't yeah. buy those. Nobody so can it's those. like, <laughs> um, yeah, like I would love a like a Nissan like Z that was like yeah. an EV, or yeah. like a a, a eight six that's an EV. Like there's so many like fun little two door gas cars out there that would yeah. be awesome as EVs because people like. Yeah. They're not really daily drivers, like yeah. they are, but they aren't. Like they're they'd be good for commuting, but like I wouldn't want yeah. to take those long distance necessarily. So, yeah, yeah. I want an I would electric. Love to see more of those. Yeah, an electric nine eleven would be amazing. Oh, yeah, I <laughs> no. think I think Porsche has learned though that there's so much opportunity with their their electric platform. Like people oh, are clearly yeah. interested in it because didn't the Taycan yeah. like sell more than their. Oh gas yeah. like vehicles yeah. so yeah i believe it's outsold the 911 the panamera like it's that's wild. It, it's become yeah. a hot seller for them which is good so yeah hopefully yeah. they learn from that and start pushing more more electric yeah. models because there's clearly <laughs> like there's clearly a demand for them so mm -hmm. um but yeah that on the vehicle side i'm hoping for i think i agree with you on the 800 volt platform i think we'll see more of those um what else on the vehicle side i think we're gonna see a lot more um plug and charge capable um oh yeah the iso yeah. 1511 capable vehicles i think that's very much going to be a trend for 2022 or 2023 <laughs> um <laughs> and uh i think i think that's going to be a key moving forward just like holistically in the ev charging and ev you know ecosystem is just that kind of streamlined uh usability across everything so it's it's way easier for people to use because to, for for EVs to beat gas vehicles, they've got to be easier to use than, yes. <laughs> than gas vehicles. Yeah. So, yeah. gas is still easier to fuel up. Like whether you like it or not, like it is easier, um, especially out in public. Like that is an easier process to you know pump your tank. Home charging obviously significantly easier. Like <laughs> like yes. that part is way easier. <laughs> but to actually convince people and like on a wide scale, public charging's got to be equally as easy. So. I think that's going to be very much a trend moving forward. Um, you mentioned the kind of filling in the gaps in charging. All of the the Nevi funding is coming out. The corridor funding is coming out yeah. next year. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> so whether you like it or not, I mean, I think it's it's going to be investment in in those things at least. So like something's going to get done <laughs> whether it's whether yeah. it's executed yeah. well or not i mean i think that's yeah. going to be at least yeah. kind of kicking off next year but do you, do you mind if i explain <laughs> yeah do you mind if i explain my tone just now please yeah i just i i just like you know like everything 
that like we have experienced like working in like the like the industry and just like learning more about like behind the curtain and just like you know how good and bad the industry can be i just really hope that this isn't like a cash grab for a bunch of companies who are just going to put in bad charging stations just to say that they met those you know requirements so i'm like please let it be done right so yeah i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna keep my hopes at a minimal level and you know (laughs) we'll see what happens but yeah that's just my two cents. I know it's a yeah. bit pessimistic, but we'll see. <laughs> so to on the flip side of this, I'll give you a positive spin on it as well. The even if it's bad hardware being installed, the amount of utility upgrades and kind of the That's make true. ready work that needs yeah. to be done, I think will set the groundwork for a good charging network and good charging system in the future. Um whether I like you said, I I doubt it's perfect from the get go. Like there's yeah. lots of requirements for this that they're already starting to kind of roll back because it's clear people can't meet them with like you know Buy America requirements and yeah. like I have a feeling the uptime requirements will probably be crawled back a little bit. So yeah. <laughs> I appreciate the optimism and I think that's still something to shoot for, but I don't mm-hmm. think it's gonna really hit those marks, especially year one. So the uh, it's really exciting though that there is that investment and yes. like I said I think yeah. the make ready utility work getting that groundwork laid cuz you can always come back and swap a charger it's a lot harder to come back and swap utility equipment yeah. so yeah that's at least how I'm viewing it <laughs> yeah yeah no I I think that's a very positive spin on it I mean 2015 Brandon would have been like to the stars with that announcement. <laughs> but I'm like 2022 and 2023 Brandon I'm like just do it right so, <laughs> but <laughs> So, like, I know I agree with you. I mean, like, I, I think another thing is, and, like, you know, I just had this well, argument, like, on Facebook about, you know, utilities, like, and, like, you know, like, um, them essentially asking not to utilize electricity as much during, like, the holidays and the colder weather and people right. doubting if EVs can handle it. The improvements and the upgrades to the, the you know, to the grid need to happen. So this yeah. is a very good thing, regardless, you know, if it helps yeah. EVs or not, so... Right, and I think I think that's another trend. I think we're going to see a lot moving forward. Is the uh, what's it called? The uh, just kind of energy management as a whole. I think mm, that trend yeah. is going to continue. You mentioned getting solar for your house. <laughs> like yeah. I think that trend is very much going to continue. People are going to see that you know you cannot we can not only be you know energy independent as a as a nation, but also as individual people, we can be energy yeah. independent, which. Americans love independence, right? So we're yes. going we're <laughs> to try to, you know, do our own thing where we can. So I think more more programs for that and more opportunities for that are going to show up, um, not only on kind of a residential level, but a, like, commercial level. Like, it's going to be definitely headed that direction to kind of manage our power better and, and yep. share it and all that stuff. So we're meeting our needs. So Yeah, yeah. I actually, that's a very, I like that take on 2023. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. We're going to become more energy independent and we're going to right. make things better for everybody. So, right. Yeah. So I think that's my biggest, my biggest things I'm kind of looking forward to. Um, I think we're just going to see the industry continue to transform. I think we're going to see a lot of newcomers in the industry. Like we've said it before, there's a ton of money flying around just in EVs. I think there's going to be continued investment in it. I think people really do see it as the future now. It's not just a niche like fringe thing anymore. Um, but yeah, I'm excited where all this goes. I think both of us will, will say like the most important thing moving forward as usual is like making sure people are educated, like making sure we're doing things right. And that education is going to like 
be the background for that. So, yep. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. Well, okay. So I know that we started Living Electric talking about like EV ownership and like our content production. Do you want to wrap up today's episode with talking about like what you have planned for content in 2023? Sure. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go first? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could like to okay. go first. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Tyler and I, um, we're hoping to uh, still continue to create reviews for Clean Technica. Um, we are continuing to partner and make relationships with uh, different manufacturers as well as like um, different like logistic companies to get uh, loaner vehicles sent to us for press reasons or press vehicles. Um, so we uh, we're going to be reviewing the Rivians, hopefully sometime in February. Uh, oh, that nice. got pushed back a little bit due to the to the holidays, um, right. some supply chain issues. So we're hopefully going to be re uh, reviewing them. The Hummer should hopefully be coming. Uh, we're hoping to get some of the new Lexus plug-in hybrids and uh, electric vehicles as well as Toyota and Subarus. So nice. lots of exciting things for Clean Technica. Um, That's awesome. And then for Everyday EV, we are hoping to po uh, post one long video and one short video weekly on Saturdays. Oh, um, okay. So we're going to really put a lot of focus on our misconception series, uh, partner with Recurrent Auto to um, work with them to get more data for these videos and um, really, really focus on the, edu the education aspects of uh, right. EV ownership and just make yep. sure people understand what they're getting into. So, right. Yeah. Nice. Yep. So yeah. the way we're looking at it, we're focusing on the work, not the after party. That's 2023. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, I um, I actually spent some time yesterday starting to kind of plan out my my content schedule for next year um, because this year was a, a mess between everything else going on. <laughs> so we were, we were both I'm, so busy this year. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, looking to hopefully be a little bit more streamlined, and I think my goal is going to be to post a video biweekly, so every other week. Um, yeah. Because weekly is just way too much for me to do. Um, I've noticed so between the podcast and everything else it's a lot so the uh and I'm also getting married this year so there's uh, a lot of uh, yeah. a <laughs> lot of a uh, lot of planning that's gonna have to go into that but we uh but we're excited for that and a lot of changes personally in my life that have uh <laughs> put a lot, of, a lot of the content stuff on the back burner but looking to kind of get back to it and at least just be a little bit more sustainable about what I'm posting and um how often I'm posting so I think uh, I want to post a lot of shorts, though, because I think those are easy to do. They're quick to kind of get information out there quickly if I see something cool or there's a quick topic I want to talk about. So looking to do more of that. But on the I think similar to you, I want to do a lot more car reviews. I think that was some of the more fun videos to do in, <laughs> in 2022. So I definitely want to do more of those. Um, and yeah, going to just continue to <laughs> make videos when I have time. Yeah. <laughs> so. And obviously, living electric. You know, we'll of course, continue to yeah. post living electric. <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna continue this. Obviously, if you've got you know topics you want us to talk about in the new year, definitely shoot us an email or drop us a DM on our our social pages. We're always looking for suggestions there of what you want to hear about. So yes, yes. Let's send the good bot the good vibes into twenty twenty three. Yes. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All well, right. that's all I have. Uh, yeah. I'm sure things will pop up, but. <laughs> <laughs>
right. Yep, that'll do it for for this week's episode. Uh, let us know what you liked about 2022 at EVs. Let us know what you're you're looking forward to in 2023 with EVs, and uh, we'll see you next year. Yes, happy new year. <laughs>